guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And uh, okay, I have to be honest with you guys. I have to, you know, start out right off the bat, be honest. I wasn't going to say it, but it's like word vomiting out of my mouth now. Um, I did not really know if I wanted to record tonight's episode. Not because it's extremely juicy or like crazy or something really sensitive or I don't know, one of those things. Mainly, so. I was walking home from work today and I was convincing myself. I had this idea in my head this morning of what I wanted to podcast about tonight. And as I was walking home from work, I was, you know, slowly kind of overthinking things to no end and thinking about how tonight's episode wasn't great. It wasn't a great idea. Like, I should think a little bit more. It's a little bit cliche, like blah, blah, blah. And convincing myself all the ways that my idea sucked. And I almost came home and completely ripped out all the pages of my journal on this topic and threw them in the trash can because I thought that my idea sucked. And that got me to thinking, this is unrelated to what we're actually going to speak about tonight, but that got me to thinking about the concept of half-baked ideas and essentially why sometimes we feel like we have something in our hands that isn't quite ready or we're not quite ready to do x y and z because we feel like we could be better if we just you know have a little bit more time have a little bit more I don't know someday we'll have more courage we'll have more x y and z you know there's just something missing something that would improve this situation something that I'm waiting for to make a move all of those things and I feel like that's kind of the devil (laughs) in something that plagues our lives because truly there's always the concept of when will you actually be ready you know if you wait until you're ready you'll be waiting your whole life that whole situation and I do feel like it can go both ways and sometimes waiting and really perfecting something is a beautiful thing but I think in most ways and most elements of our lives or situations of our lives where we deal with this half-baked idea or not quite ready situation it's fear talking it's fear that quite literally is gripping us back you know holding us back when it's with its uh, sweaty palms you know that's that's what is doing the holding back it's fear or it's our egos, or I mean, mostly fear, mostly fear, fear of maybe not like gripping anxiety ridden fear all the time, but sometimes just fear of being less than or just putting out something that isn't our best. And I think that that, especially in our social media climate of perfect feeds and perfect, perfect, perfect everything, it's something that we struggle with more than ever. And so that's why I feel insignificant sometimes with my podcast episodes when I don't feel quite passionate about them or I just feel like there's something that I can add and I always get myself down on it because as you guys know, I do have a nine to five job and I'm I'm constantly obviously thinking about other things besides the podcast. I can only I can only give a certain amount of time to thinking about the podcast just because I have all these other things on my plate and I always think to myself if I didn't have those other things how much better of a podcaster I'd be and I get super down on myself about it and just super critical and I feel like that's something that we all deal with at one point in our lives you know it's just getting down on ourselves and thinking we're a failure and no one's saying it no one is saying it besides ourselves and it's something where we we hold ourselves back we really do where we are the ones holding ourselves back and we can selfishly or maybe the lack of selfish or the opposite of selfish but we can stubbornly how about that another s word we can stubbornly say that it's so-and-so's fault or it's that thing's fault or it's this that and the other thing and we're constantly blaming everyone but ourselves the true person that is holding us back from what we truly 
could become and could accomplish. And I know this is like I'm debating or I'm discussing this very (laughs) huge idea about a very small thing, a.k.a. one podcast episode. But I thought that it was something that needed to be said because I feel, you know, deep inside of your soul, think about it right now, I feel like there's one or two or maybe more things that you are not doing because you feel like you're not ready or things that you're you're kind of half-baked with. You kind of have a half-baked idea for this or a half-baked situation in your head um you know a fantasy in your head and you just don't know how to bring it full circle and you don't know if you ever will you think you might but will you you know sometimes you just got to take the leap and do it even if you're not ready and I feel like that is something that I'm learning to do because it's it's not comfortable it's scary and it's something that it's easier said than done as many things are that I say in the podcast but uh anyway I'm trying to teach by doing as Maya Angelou says and just put out a half-baked episode so I mean it's not going to be half-baked when I'm done it's going to be hopefully fully baked but only half of it is baked with things that I've already thought of before pushing record and obviously my computer fan is being super loud which is really getting on my nerves I hope you can't hear it but you probably can even with this $20 microphone from Amazon um yeah if you guys are curious I always forget to tell you guys because so many of you guys asked me about my microphone um it's from i'm reading the bottom samson s-a-m-s-o-n and i got it on amazon and i'm pretty sure it was like within 20 to 40 dollars super low budget production over here and i use final cut pro to edit um, which i probably should use something better like an actual audio editing app but that's what i know so that's what i do yeah so anyway um let's get on with the episode i have some stuff to say Of course, I don't feel like it's my best work, but truly it probably will be because I'm just my own biggest critic Um, and I have some things to say. I'm going to be talking about um, not being everyone's cup of tea. That's the big overarching idea. It sounds extremely cliche, as I mentioned, but I think that I have a new take on it. I think I have some stuff to say that will really open your eyes. And I think a lot of you guys just truly need to hear this tonight. So anyway, um, that's the truth of my existence and my internal struggles. But I also feel like sharing this, number one, hopefully will help you guys if you're also feeling the same way. And number two, I think it kind of serves as a sign that that thing that's been eating your soul alive, that's been really nagging at you for the past couple of weeks, the past couple of years, however long it may be, that you feel you're not ready for, that you feel like you're not pulling the trigger on because there's some element of fear creeping in, gripping you with its sweaty palms, you know, like holding you back from whatever it is that you want or you think you want and you you think you you really think you want. But part of you is like, nah, do I really want that? No, not really. Like, do I want to start that? No, because blah, 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 blah. Like, I'll be ready once I graduate. I'll be ready once I whatever. But you'll be saying that you'll be ready X, Y, and Z in this many years for the rest of your damn life if you don't just do it. So... I think that this is a sign that whatever you're holding yourself back from, whatever you're not starting because of the fear element, whatever you're not doing because there's, you know, there's a chance you might fail, maybe it's time, or actually I think it is time for you to do that thing and for you to face that fear with kind of a devious smile on your face. (laughs) That's how I picture it for me. Whenever I'm looking at that thing that used to scare the living hell out of me, it's like in all those childhood films of the shadow, the the coat rack that looks like the monster, but it's really just a coat rack. That is that is what fear is. Okay, it looks a whole lot scarier. 
it's like sometimes when I freak myself out in the middle of the night and I have a nightmare and I think there's like bugs crawling all over me or something I have these like crazy nightmares and then I wake up and I'm like so hyped and adrenalized in the moment and then I have to you know remind myself that it's just a dream it's just a dream that's how you should approach your fears it it seems really terrifying when you're looking at it from a certain angle but once you get to a certain other perspective it gets a whole lot easier to face it and it's kind of when you're kind of halfway through the battle of facing it that's when it feels like you're like really this is what I was scared of (laughs) this this thing I was afraid of really led me to the, the best thing that's ever happened to me so yeah so anyway, eight minutes into the podcast episode I didn't want to record tonight um, that I'm recording, I'm going to talk about this little anecdote, little story that I kind of, I just dusted off because it's a little bit far back in my journal and I initially, when I wrote it down, uh, I journal every single day, most days. So I, I wrote this down after a particularly crazy weekend and I didn't think it was relevant at the time or really extremely exciting or something that would really teach anyone anything besides the fact that I am a screw-up. Just kidding. I'm not truly a screw-up, but after I wrote this down, I was like, I don't want to share this with anyone because I feel like a major screw-up just after dealing with this situation. But now that I'm looking at it from a different perspective, you know, a few, a little while later, it's looking a whole lot different and a lot more relevant to speak about. So, Kind of giving you some background, Um, this is surrounding me dating a guy uh, who shall be unnamed in this episode, but I'm just, I've had a really bad track record with guys that I go out with listening to the episodes and being like, wait a second, that's about me. It's happened numerous times now, Um, like four or five times, I'm not joking, like people I go on dates with and I talk about, I really go out on a limb for you guys, or maybe that's not the right phrase, but I really, I really just put it all out here because I feel like it's helping people despite the fact that it puts me in a lot of awkward positions, but regardless, this story is too good to not tell, so I must tell it. It's not really even a story, it's just a kind of something I noticed. Anyway, so I was dating this guy or going on dates with this guy and we never actually put a label on things of course because labels are apparently unnecessary these days by in a lot of guy standards guy world um and girl world I don't want to generalize so was dating this guy loosely and first for the first time I went back to his place so we'd been hanging out at my place or going out places and we hadn't really gone gotten to the point of going back to his place which is always kind of friends a red flag um if he doesn't bring you back to his place to see his friends or you know see his world it's kind of a little bit of a red flag um so anyway that was just unbeknownst to me but we went back to his place and another massive red flag ladies if you are uh listening listen up please another red flag major red flag in the dating world this guy his bedroom you know perfectly decent bedroom decent size decent bed decent bedding you know the classic like navy blue comforter that every guy has like every guy um but the one thing that was just staring me in the face was the fact that he had all these picture frames of just various pictures of things you know sporty things classic guy things they were all sitting on the floor and this wouldn't have been crazy if he had just moved in or maybe moved in even like three months ago or maybe five months ago I don't know but he had moved into this place he said almost two years ago and he still hadn't put a single thing on his wall and I asked him I was like oh like you know what's the problem why haven't you hung anything up like he had a tv he had like he looked like very much like he like lived there of course but his pictures were on the floor and he said to me he was like well I just I'm not sure 
where to put them or which because he had a bunch of them he's like I'm not sure which one to put where I'm not sure if I even like these at all and in my head I was just doing some equations doing some um, relationship math not really math but just some facts and figures of this whole scenario of okay if this guy can't commit to the picture frames on his floor how could he ever commit to a girl like me or just a girl in general because it seemed like he couldn't even commit to the damn picture frames in his room. And of course that led me to thinking about commitment, the whole concept of commitment and why, first of all, this guy that I went on a very few number, I mean like a decent number, but like not, like we weren't like going steady, okay? Why did I care so much, okay? Why did I care so much about the darn picture frames? And I think the reason and just the reason why commitment is just this looming huge thing in our lives is we just want someone to believe in our magic and to see us in all of the ways that we can't see ourselves. Because I think that we're constantly stuck in this third person type viewing situation where we're viewing our our lives from like a matinee sort of performance from third person and all we see is just all the ways that we, or all the things that we aren't and all the ways we lack and places we lack and whatever, you know, just we don't see ourselves in a very flattering light. And so we need someone to look at us and see us in that light, that same third person and see something beautiful that we don't see and convince us, uh, convince us of that. Sorry. And I mean, that's something that we've, we've kind of manufactured in our minds. Is it true? Is it fully, you know, we do need someone else to tell us these things. Of course not, but it just, it's a lot easier that way. And guys, I feel like there's just this this huge push nowadays towards self-care and self-love and self-acceptance and all these really beautiful, amazing things. And people teach you in one way or another how to love yourself and how to be content by yourself and how to not need a man to make you happy and all these things. But then, you know, once you kind of get there, once you kind of get to the point of accepting yourself, you're kind of sitting there like okay now what because there's always this this quote that's thrown around that says if you don't love yourself how can you expect someone else to love you or love yourself first and they'll find you when you least expect it and all of those really flowery poetic things but here's the thing like I feel like sometimes I get to the very point where I'm like okay I I look in the mirror and I'm more content with myself than I was last year I feel like I'm slowly getting used to being alone I'm used to living in my apartment in New York alone and being, you know, the girl boss I try to be on a daily basis and really make myself proud on a daily basis. But then what comes next? Okay. And why, why haven't I gotten that next thing yet? And why do I feel that no one, no one is committing? No one that I want to commit rather is committing to me. And I feel like I'm, I'm honestly just sick and tired of telling all these random guys how my day was. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really, really just over it because it almost feels like everything that starts always fizzles out in one way, one way or another because I, I just feel like it, it, it's hard not to take it personally when a guy kind of fizzles out and or either shatters what you thought he was and doesn't work out that way or doesn't decide that he's into you and it's all these things and I just think we need to kind of guys level set our egos a little bit I had this this uh, painful conversation with myself the other day actually where I realized or kind of sat myself down and talked to myself about how 
quite frankly, I, I, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy, but I think some small part of me maybe, maybe possibly had this idea in my head that maybe everyone could like me (laughs) and that, uh, everyone would like me and want me and that there was even a possibility of this because that must be, that's the only reasonable explanation for why I feel so angry with myself and with other people when it doesn't work out because I think that we need to realize that not everyone's going to like us. That was also sarcasm back there. I I know that not everyone's going to like me, but sometimes you just need to tell yourself, okay? Because sometimes I think we don't, somehow we can't grasp this, okay? Not everyone is going to like you, honey, okay? And that is not a bad thing. That is a good thing because I would rather, obviously, someone like me very, very much and really get me and really understand me and all of those things. I'd, I'd like that a lot more than just all of these random ass people liking me kind of or, you know, liking me but not loving me. And I feel like we're just so obsessed with everyone liking us. And the thing is, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. That's a cliche. And that's something that I initially, you know, started off this podcast brainstorm with and was really thinking about that deeply and what that even means. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea because you're going to be someone special, maybe a few people that are special to you. You're going to be that person or those people's, okay, plural, that person's cup of whiskey or shot of whiskey, personally speaking, because I only really take shots of whiskey. You're going to be that person's shot of whiskey because you're not, okay, tea, tea can sit out and tea can get cold and uninteresting and disgusting but whiskey on the other hand whiskey is sweet and spicy at the same time and it warms your insides and reddens your cheeks and makes you feel it instills this sort of hope okay in you and in the night and in the party and in all those things and I would much rather be someone's cup of whiskey or shot of whiskey than their cup of tea and I feel that we kind of we forget about this this is obviously a cute poetic analogy but we we think that it's even possible to be everyone's cup of tea, but that's just not even possible because you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world and there's someone that's not going to like peaches. But, you know, analogies and cliches aside, I think I would much rather taste like hope than anything else, than fermenting, disgusting tea that's gone bad. I would much rather taste like hope. And I think you would too. And I think that, you know, among other things... Being someone's shot of whiskey, even if it takes a little bit longer to find that person that likes whiskey, uh, I think it's a lot, it's just a better story, you know? It's like, it's not so, you know, straight line from point A to point B. It's kind of a little bit more rocky, a little bit more plot, a little bit more uh, blood, sweat, and tears to get there. And so I think it's a better story. And, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, kind of going back to the idea of commitment, you know, you, you can't force them to commit to you, but you can commit to you. Okay, it doesn't take anyone else to give you the green light to commit to yourself. You can do that on your own. And I think that there's nothing more dangerous than a woman that believes in herself and knows that it's it's okay, you know, to to let in these really human feelings and to experience these really human feelings of heartbreak and of unrequited, you know, the, the pains of unrequited love. But it's also it's dangerous to be a woman that can take these things and spin it into something that makes her stronger and not weaker. You know, there's, there's nothing more 
glorious, to be honest, than a person who refuses to give in to the most self-loathing, the loathing, sorry, loathing, I can speak, ugly parts, you know, delusioned fragments of their being. And I think it's something where you, you kind of have to learn to lean in, okay? And I think lean is the right word. It's like you slowly, painfully warm up to the idea of just fucking loving yourself for who you are, you know? And it won't be easy because there's a longing that's just constantly going to nag, okay? And it's something that I've tried to, you know, just completely abolish from my life, believe me. I want to be the person that comes to the podcast and just doesn't speak of the things that creep in and nag that are kind of not cute and are kind of desperate and kind of just just something that people ridicule me for it'll claw your insides it will and it's something I think there's something to say about the people that are open about these sort of things you know and that say the things that are maybe a little bit weird and a little bit random but there's this great quote by C.S. Lewis that I read and I wrote down It says, be weird, be random, be who you are, because you never know who would love the you that you're hiding. C.S. Lewis. Because ultimately, you can't force him to commit, but you can commit to you. I will say it a million times. And I think that there's something, this is a really simple phrase, but something that we do need to kind of ingrain in our heads, you know, when we get really caught up over these things. I get messages all the time from you guys about your various dating woes people that are in your life you're not sure should be there or that left or that you cut out and you're devastated over and a number of things and I my heart breaks for you guys but I also just kind of I I imagine this very similar message that we all kind of need to hear and it's something that it's hard for us to grasp because I think the idea of just losing something is really painful obviously losing anything in any capacity I've lost some really great jewelry in my life that I'm sad about and I've also lost obviously loved ones I've lost there's been people in my life that I'm no longer close with that I either mourn or I did it on purpose or I feel really bad about and there's just a number of things that I've lost and I think at the end of the day though I almost have to think be thankful for these losses because sometimes losses make you lighter I think, you know, not every storm comes to disrupt your entire life and make your life a living hell. You know, some storms come to clear your path. I've said that before, but it's a really great phrase. And so I think sometimes we have to almost kind of address these things we lost, you know, say it to everything I've lost. Thank you. Because sometimes the things that we lose really set us free. And so, you know, the the relationships that fizzle out, the almost loves that fizzle out, the things that could have been that weren't because of either them or me, I almost kind of, I have to thank, be thankful for these losses sometimes because it makes you lighter and it also sets you free from the thing that could have really strapped you down and made you the opposite of free, kind of caged. And so I think that, we kind of need to make a pact with ourselves to really strive to not be obviously like everyone else. It's very cliche, but I think sometimes we get very caught up in being normal. But like I said earlier in the episode, it's almost kind of easier to be normal than it is to just fully and unapologetically be yourself and go with the motions of what sets your soul on fire and not everyone that you know. And you know, I think that there's there's this thing that we should strive towards that I feel like is kind of silenced or not really fully given enough 
credit to this idea of becoming just kind of just reaching this sort of harmony with yourself where you feel that yeah maybe you're not fully developed to the point where you will be someday you know you're still going to get better with age you're still going to learn more and more about yourself every single day and all of those things but I think that there is a certain just maturity it's a maturity thing where you realize that yeah there's all these messages in the world there's all these advertising messages there's all these things we hear our friends saying things that we think we need to do by a certain age I was just talking to a friend about this today about how scary it is that I'm turning 24 in a month a month from four days from now the 27th of October I'm turning 24 and 24 to me seems like a terrifying age because it's almost like okay I have one more year until I'm 25 then I'm a quarter of a century old I need to find my spouse in the next five years and you know I just think about all of these numbers and these numbers just like just cloud my my head with all of these almost like to-do lists just like miniature to-do lists just thrown all over the place of things I need to do before a certain age and before I'm too old to do these things because eventually I'll be quote-unquote too old to do things and so that scared the living hell out of me and it but it also kind of made me realize though that at a certain point we need to just let go of all the bullshit and get into harmony with ourselves like harmony okay it's it's a word that we don't really use often in our daily lives I don't know if we do I don't you know personally uh but I think that at some point we gotta just stop fighting you know stop fighting the energies that so desperately want to come out of us and the passions and the things that we want to say that we feel like we can't say because it's not cool or a number of things and posting the photos we want to post even though they don't match our Instagram theme and just a number of things that we feel like we're very it's almost like our lives are becoming super predictable because we're not letting ourselves fully breathe and I wrote down this quote that's actually super crazy relevant to what I'm talking about right now um I believe it's by Maya Angelou I didn't write down who wrote it of course but I did not write this I wrote it but I didn't like come up with it um a woman in harmony with herself is like a river flowing she goes where she will without pretense and arrives at her destination prepared to be herself and only herself I think that's aspirational right there I would get that tattooed on my forehead to be honest because I think sometimes we can get super discouraged because things just won't always go our way things you know outside things of outside varieties things that aren't dictated by us will go a number of ways but I think that we forget that we have so much power within ourselves to at least do whatever we can to make ourselves happy I think we forget about that we forget that we have all of this power this untapped potential inside of us and we just put all of this power in the in the hands of other people because yeah it's kind of it's more exciting it's more I don't know it's it's flattering at the end of the day to think about the idea that someday we'll have someone that loves us okay like wow that's crazy because we can't even find it in our corrupt minds to love ourselves some days and I feel like sometimes we just we forget about all this this potential that we have okay it's so untapped and it's something that we just we ah, we skim the surface of what it means to fully love ourselves even if we devote all of this time and energy to self-care and self-love and self-hyping ourselves up hot girl summer all these things 
there's still going to be a piece missing unless you understand that at some point you need to just get in get in harmony with yourself and understand yourself because I think we put it off it's almost like when I was a kid and I would you know my mom would tell me to clean my room and what I would do was instead of actually organizing I would just stuff things into my closet I still kind of do this sometimes okay I'm not gonna lie Um, I really need to poshmark my clothes I have way too many clothes but nonetheless I would kind of I would do the bare minimum I would just like or I really just half-ass it I'd just push everything into the closet you know dust the put the dust under the bed and just you know just push everything into corners kind of instead of actually addressing the mess and I feel like sometimes I do that even still in many other areas of my life it's almost like I know exactly what I need to do to get my shit together and realistically I do I do have time to do these things I do have the capacity to do these things but it's just so much easier to sit around and bellyache and complain and talk to you guys about my dating woes than actually address the problem which is that I just don't have any I, I just I don't have faith in myself I don't think that I'll eventually get it right I almost I, I just doubt myself so much I feel and I I of course like I said it's like I always end up trying to blame other things and other people and not myself I blame timing I blame them for being just shallow human beings and just a lot of other factors and even when I find myself sometimes like you know not even relationship wise but just unhappy in my job I don't know unhappy in this city unhappy with my friends I you know, I always blame everything besides the one person that could very well change the scenario, me. And I'm not doing shit. I just keep on, you know, going on the dates and meeting the new guys and telling them how my day went and all of these things. And it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. And sometimes I'm like, I don't like them or they don't like me. And it's just a stacking, stacking, stacking. But I'm not addressing what's underneath all of the stacking. You know, what's what lies underneath, what's hurting my soul what's really nagging nagging at me it's like the princess and the pea you know like all of those mattresses stacked and stacked and stacked but there's still the little pea at the bottom of the mattress that bothers the princess and I need to reread that story I like don't really remember the plot but I just remember the pea being a big pain in the butt literally and you know I've heard it said that a lot of times the way you approach your romantic life and the people you're dating and the people you want to be dating and just a number of things in your romantic life kind of all stem back or are rooted back in your childhood or the way that you grew up. And I feel like a lot of my misgivings or my just frustrations with dating, especially in New York and the place where I've always wanted to be and the magical, dazzling place that I had so many high expectations for, and for the most part it's delivering, but... I feel like a lot of my frustrations are rooted in my kind of problematic upbringing in the sense that not my parents, not my family, but I just felt that I never was the chosen one, okay? I I don't want to get cliche again here, but I was always, you know, I wasn't the one that people were dying to have on their team in gym class, okay? I wasn't the one that was ever extremely good at anything, really. Like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really good at school I wasn't you know YouTube eventually was something I was really good at but I felt like even still that was something that people really ridiculed for a long time and it still is kind of not fully understood by people and so I feel 
that that is a big you know hands in it and I also just you know I had a pretty problematic prom experience of like someone asking me to prom super great guy but I really think truly he did it for publicity for his rising YouTube channel and I've never actually come out and said said that but I think that that's honestly a lot of his motivation for asking me to prom was for some extra followers for his YouTube channel and you know there it is I said it and so I feel like there's like always something that's kind of lying underneath and kind of is the reason and people give me shit all the time for talking about relationships and being obsessed with love and to be honest thank god I'm still interested in love after all of these years of just not feeling it and not having the feelings returned and being mocked and being ridiculed for loving love you know I think that there's something so beautiful about a resilient heart about someone that despite all of the craziness and all of the unrequited feelings and all of the heartbreak and shame can still look at this world with a upturned hopeful face you know and like whiskey I want to taste like hope I want to be hope and I want to eventually when someone meets me and actually likes the taste of me you know would would also get a little bit of that poured back into them from me like I I hope that that's my energy that I contribute to everyone I hope that I contribute that contribute that to you because I think that yeah there's all these factors that happened early on in my life whatever people always say it people dm me all the time they're like who hurt you you know why do you talk about this so much who hurt you and why can't you get love right and I think that ultimately yeah all the, the you can you yeah you kind of are a compilation of your past your present and your future sure you know you're a beautiful mess of a human with all these things wrapped into one and that's you but I do think that there's we can find the courage in us to not let those past bits determine the future bits and determine how we look at love because I think a lot of times after you're getting if you after you're brutally hurt and bruised by someone or some series of things in your life oftentimes it makes you really rethink how you look at things the second time and while I think it's important to learn from your mistakes and such I also think that it it it, you deserve a gold star or a gold medal of sorts if you can remain soft in this world that has become extremely hard and remain unapologetic in the sense that you grasp onto those things that you really that set you apart that make you different that make you you of course but also just maybe are some things that either you're constantly ridiculed for being an influencer on the internet I'm constantly ridiculed for a lot of things and you know I get really frustrated and I really strive to change these things and I take these things and I make them into goals rather than turning around and thinking wait a second isn't it kind of great that this sets me apart and that I'm different in this way yeah a lot of people look at it as a negative or as something that is not so exciting and glamorous but all right dude um but still it sets me apart and so I think that a lot of times when I discuss love and my obsession with love and people are just so just driven crazy by it they cannot believe that I'm still talking about this and I think it's one of those things where people have to realize that everyone has their thing that they either not I don't want to say obsess 
but that they really are just so interested in and just so like baffled by. And that is what love is for me. I literally bought a book. It's sitting right here. It's called On Romantic Life. I'm about to start it. Um, I cracked it open really quickly, but I'm going to actually read it. And it discusses like the psychology and like the, all the like really crazy inner workings of love because I just can't, I guess, honestly, truthfully, part of me, big part of me just can't fathom or can't even visualize, to be quite honest with you, the person that's going to love me. I just don't even know what they look like or who they are. But that's not going to stop me from going on a million dates. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, though, I do, I realize that I am enough, of course. But I think that that won't stop me from still being passionate about figuring out what what love looks like. But I think obviously it's one of those things where I just can't I can't keep pushing the dust under the rug and pushing my clothes into the closet I need to take those clothes out and fold them and put them away neatly and understand and unpack what's what makes me tick what's freaking me out what is driving me nuts and a lot of times it's something that isn't so painfully obvious and on the surface it's something a little bit deeper and so you know I think while I'm on that journey trying to figure out myself yeah it's gonna suck putting some other more exciting things in the back burner to figure myself out because quite frankly there are days where my friends are like let's do this let's do that and I literally am just so mentally and emotionally drained where I'm like no I can't I need to chill and be my by myself for a little bit and there's nothing guys nothing wrong with that okay and that's something that's a baby step that I'm taking the other Saturday there was this huge day drinking situation in Brooklyn all of my college friends were there huge ordeal I stayed at home. I got my nails done. I bought sunflowers. I went to bed early. I, yeah, and whatever. Do I really care that I missed that day? No, like not at all. I needed that to stay sane. <laughs> so, yeah, that even goes back to my episode all about FOMO. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, guys, the messaging is simple. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but you're sure as hell going to be someone's shot of whiskey, someone's glass of whiskey on ice, however you like it. Um, and I think I actually forgot to share this earlier, but there's this beautiful saying that I I read on the internet somewhere that said that whiskey is sunlight held together by water. And that sounds pretty darn beautiful. I would love to be that. You know, I want someone to look at me and be like, she tastes like sunlight held together by water. You know, why be, why be normal when you can be insanely interesting and rare and instead and, you know, much more. I feel like I I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, of course, it's a huge social media phenomenon of developing your personal brand and whatever. And I always see people that are just so painfully, obviously trying to craft this very special, very different brand for themselves and really establish themselves and, you know, make their algorithm treatment better on Instagram, people more interested in them and a number of things. But I think that it's also, you know, we can take some advice from these people that are crazy tryhards on Instagram, but <laughs> sorry, I'm like being super salty about Instagram lately. Um, and kind of take it, take it as a take home for us, like a take home task of figuring out what my brand is, who the hell am I? If someone was going to define me in like an elevator pitch style, what would they say about me? Would it be something that if they didn't say my name, someone would be, be able to figure out who they're talking about? or something that sounds exactly cookie cutter like everyone else in the world. Because I feel like sometimes it's easy just to fall into the very comfortable blueprint of everyone else land 
and disregard the extremely magically different being that we are and that we already are and we don't need to try for because we already are i think a lot of us work a lot harder than we should we work harder rather than smarter and we really should just maybe look at ourselves in a new way and not really wait sit back and wait for someone else to do it for us and there are some angry cab drivers out there in the world let's say a quick little uh, prayer for them that they maybe get a little bit happier in the next 10 minutes anyway so that is it for tonight's episode i'm cutting it uh five minutes short to give you five minutes of reflection time after this episode i'm just kidding i just don't have anything else to say um but yeah i will talk to you guys all next week i'm thankful that i was able to put this episode out there even though i was doubting myself for quite a lot of the day today um i still have no idea what i'm going to title it so that's a whole other beast but obviously if you're listening to this i figured something out so yeah i will talk to you guys all in my next episode Ciao.